105.3 FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of the food show. It's our program of eating and drinking, and, and we'd love to hear from you about where you've gone, what do you like to eat, what's your favorite poor boy sandwich, you know, just whatever's on your mind. It can be fancy food. It can be really everyday food. We talk to, we truly do talk about anything you want. And if you don't hear us talking about it already, just call up and say, I want to ask you about hoghead cheese. You know, and what I will tell you is go over to uh, uh, this little shop on, uh, on Esplanade Avenue, right across the street from all those restaurants that are clustered in that neighborhood. And uh, they've been around for a long time. <clears throat> and here I am trying to look like I know what I'm talking about. And I can't remember the name of the place. Uh, it'll come to me in a second, though. Uh, what are you looking for? What are you missing in your life? Uh, what are you trying to f uh, have more of in your life and uh, enjoy more? 2606368. We'd love to talk with you about all of that uh, and uh, about where you've been eating lately. And if you've, if you've been mostly cooking at home, you know, a, a couple of days ago on uh, Monday, <clears throat> and I think I talked about this then, but uh, I don't know, I, I, I put the second dent into it. I went to a restaurant in uh, Covington uh, called the Abita Roasting Company, and that might lead you to believe that what they are into is... Uh, roasting coffee and serving coffee, and they do indeed. You know, if you go in there and you can get a, a, a cappuccino, or you can get an espresso, you can get cafe au lait, whatever you like, they have it. But they also have a pretty uh, substantial menu of, of um, breakfast items. In fact, that's a big specialty of theirs. They do a big business of, of, with breakfast every day, and especially on the weekends. And I go there pretty often. They also do a lot of... Uh, a lot of daily specials, and the best of them all is the red beans and rice. They do a really great job with red beans and rice. And not only that, but they serve them with uh, something really unusual. They serve, they serve the red beans, and of course they have the uh, rice too, but they serve on the side uh, pancakes. But these are not normal pancakes. These are Johnny cakes. That's a, an expression you don't hear around here too much. It's mostly in the other parts of the South. But Johnny Cakes are, they look like pancakes, but they're made instead of with flour, they're made with uh, uh, corn flour and corn meal. And the, uh, other than that, it looks just like a regular pancake. And, and I, I, I think you probably could put maple syrup or something like that on it, but it, it's better to just reach around on your table and you know, come up with some other items. And uh, so uh, that's, that's what you can do with this. And uh, so I, I was there, and they were out of red beans. Uh, something had gone wrong. They, they usually get it absolutely on the money. And I just had to look for something else to do. And what I came up with were, were uh, quesadillas is what they call them, which is usually something that vaguely looks like a, pot, uh, like a pizza, but it's stuffed with cheese, and it has kind of a Mexican flavor. And I got that just thinking it sounded pretty good. Wound up, wound up being really good. And I ate about uh, two slices of the six slices. It kind of looks like a pizza on the pan as it is. And 
after having done that, I brought home the other four, and I ate one of them today. It was just I just put it in the refrigerator in the box, put it in the in the toaster oven. It was great. I mean, it really held up well. So that's a little discovery. So we've got a couple people on hold here. We have uh, Glenn. Welcome to the food show. Hey, Tom. Hi there. Uh, Thanks for calling. Like to listen to your program. The, the place that sells the head cheese is Terra Nova's. Terra Nova's. Thank you uh, for remembering that. It's yeah, a great the, place. I do most of my shopping yeah. there, and they really, if they don't yeah. have something, they'll get it for you. And uh, they have or they'll or they'll make it for and, you. Yeah, they make a, uh, they they do a lot of their own butcher shop stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I was wondering. I I thought I remember hearing you that you grew up in Treme someplace. I did. On, yeah. Um, Corner of Ursuline and Marais. Yeah, well, that's where I live, right around there. So. Yeah, it was it was yeah, a was, wonderful uh, neighborhood. I went to St. Augustine School uh, for two years until could, until we moved. Maybe maybe you remember something about the cozy corner that it used to be called Ruth's, and then it was Joe's Cozy Corner on <laughs> Robertson and and Ursulines. Uh, there's about, uh, yeah. somebody called me about that a few days ago, then I, and I had forgotten that name. I remembered the place, but I couldn't remember what mm-hmm. the name was. So it was the Cozy Corner. Yeah, it's a really yeah. nice uh, coffee shop now. It's uh, Batman's Cozy Corner. And oh, okay. She's, she's somebody that, that's had some other restaurants, been involved in other restaurants huh. in the city. I don't know much about it, but you might. Well, I'll look into it. Her. Yeah. But it's a really great coffee shop. They have I like it because they have lox and bagels there, a really nice lox and bagels plate. And, huh. and a lot of homemade uh, pastry, uh, really good apple pie that I like. Mm. Well, that's a, that's a great lead. Thank you very much for that. I, I I had never heard of the place other than from what I remember a million years ago, but right. uh, I didn't know it was a coffee house. Now that's great. Thanks a lot yeah. for your program. I really enjoy listening. Thank you very much for being there, or else we couldn't do it. Yeah, thank you. All right. See ya. It's the food show. Joining us over here on the green phone is George. Hey Tom, Hi uh, the gentleman just. Uh, uh, told you about Terra Nova. Terra Nova, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and another note on that, Sapato um, sells Terra Nova also. Oh, do they? That's good to know. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah they get it shipped a couple days a week, and um, and they and they sell it over there. So yeah, for those uh, who are just that, joining us, we we yeah. were talking about the uh, hoghead cheese among many many other things that they do at Terra Nova's, which is a little supermarket. Uh, but with a really big deal butcher shop. So they, they make their own everything. Uh, they, they cut uh, lamb chops, and they, they, they do just, uh, just about anything you can think of. But in particular, what people remember about it is their hoghead cheese, again, made right there. My wife, who loves hoghead cheese, says that that's the best one, and so do a it lot is. of other people. It is. It is. Yeah. So and they make a great Italian sausage too. They are they're famous for that. There are a lot of restaurants around yes. town that use theirs. That's that's a good point. Okay, Tom. Good Thank you very you. much. See ya. Bye. Terra oh, Nova's oh. is it's all one uh, big long name. Terra T E R R A N O V A. Terra Nova's. It's on uh, Esplanade Avenue. Uh, what's the cross street? Uh, uh, Grand Route St. John, sort of. Is like about a block away, but you, you, there's a bunch of restaurants there, and it's across the street from that. You'll see signs for it. It's easy enough. Two six zero six three six eight. 
Call me about anything uh, that suits you, about food, about restaurants, about cooking, all that. Just give me a buzz. We will be very happy to talk with you about that. You know, the funniest thing in my house, and we've never figured this out, is that <clears throat> here I am, uh, supposedly the grand authority on dining out in New Orleans. I don't say that, but I've heard it said. And I can't say I'm, I'm displeased by that, but, you know, it's uh, we'll just take it as uh, at face value. And what... Uh, a lot of people tell tell me is it's really funny they hear us talking about this stuff sometimes. Uh, my the the uh, people in my family we, we are down to a, a small number now. It's me and my wife and our daughter uh, who is building a house on she's building her own house. Can you imagine that she's in her twenties building a house, and she is uh, slated to finish it in the next few months. And then she leaves our house, uh, and my wife uh, <clears throat> is like seemingly everybody in the whole world. After uh, New Year's, everybody goes on a diet, right? Well, she does too. She says, "So don't call me for dinner." Uh, and and then if she if she does, we wind up going to restaurants that I don't particularly like. And when she goes to the ones that I do like, she doesn't like them either. So it's just, how is it possible? I mean, here I am telling people where to eat and what are the good places. And we can't even pull it together in our own uh, funny family. Well, you know, as families go, it's a wonderful family. I, 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 I never thought I'd be as happy as I am with these guys. So anyway, it's, uh, it's one of those deals. How, does that go on in your house where nobody can decide where to go out for dinner? I mean, you say, well, I want to go to so-and-so. Well, I don't like that place. Well, I want to go there, but I really don't like the atmosphere. You know, it's just, it never ends. And you never get anywhere. I don't know, just one of those ironic things in life. 2606368. 2606368. Call right now. You'll get right in. We're going to Alaska in June. The Eat Club is going over there. We have a 10-night cruise. It's going to be on the Cunard lines. It's going to, uh, to be very specific. It's the Queen Elizabeth II. And if there is a, a much better cruise ship than that, in fact, a lot of people would say that's not a cruise ship. That's an, that's an ocean. Uh, oh, there's a special name for that. Uh, they cross the ocean liner. Thank you. And uh, we've been on two of the Cunard ships. We've been on the uh, Queen Victoria and we have been uh, also on the on the uh, Queen Anne, and they're they're magnificent. And this is the youngest of their brood, or breed. No brood. That was right the first time. And uh, it, it's it's just a gorgeous ship. Great service. It's very British. And uh, and not only that, but uh, it's it was originally founded in Halifax. Strange to see, but uh, that it was a Scotch, uh, a Scots uh, uh, business for a long time. They started out in Nova Scotia, where the Cajuns came from. Isn't that odd? Now it's the, sort of like the ultimate in British touring. Anyway, we're going over there, and we're going to Alaska. Where that's that's the 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 greatest point of this. Alaska is so beautiful. 
and so stunning. I mean, really, uh, everything about it, the, the glaciers, the icebergs, and don't worry about hitting a, an iceberg. They, they stay far away from them, but uh, they are out there. And uh, and all and the, the bears that you, you will see, you will see uh, the moose and a, and, a, and a bunch of other animals that you wouldn't expect in a climate like that. But in June, everything will be flowering. There will be berries on there. These are great little vines that have these big fruit on them that you can just pick and eat as you walk along. You can go bicycling. It's really, it's, uh, we've been there a couple of times before. We haven't been in a long time, though. I think it's been 20 years since the last time we went. So we're looking forward to doing this. If you're interested, go to Tom. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's what you do. Nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com, and then just click, uh, oh, oh, just one more thing, slash Alaska, and then all the information will come down, and then you'll get together with us. What we love about this is that it uh, pulls a lot of our listeners together, and that's who mainly comes on them is, is our, our radio show listeners. And we've had so much fun and so many friendships have been made uh, during those cruises that it's just been uh, fantastic. So we're looking forward to doing it again. I was about ready to say, well, that's my last one. But then this one came along and I said, there's no way I can say no to this. It's just too, too perfect. That's exactly the kind of cruise I love. So uh, we, we have a lot of fun on this thing. I hope you can join us. And uh, 2606368 is our number. If, if you have anything else on your mind, we'd love to talk about it. That's, this is an all-food show all the time. 2606368. <clears throat> Let's see. We will uh, pause for a moment here, and we'll come back with more of the food show in a moment. But first, if you will, this... Hello, welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. It's great to be with you talking about food, about restaurants, about cooking, about eating out, eating in. And if you plan to do any of that anytime soon, like tomorrow or tonight, call me and let's talk about where you're going or where you've been to lately. Share that with us, would you? It's it's what we live on over here. All of our listeners like to hear what other people have done because it gives you an a leg up when you go to that restaurant. You know a little more about it than you did going in. Let's see. I've got a few little odds and ends notes from our food almanac. Uh, does the name Domenico Modugno mean anything to you? Born today in 1928. He was an Italian singer. He had a number one hit in the United States in Italian yet with a song entitled Nel Blue Dipinto di Blue. And it was better known, and still is better known, as Volare, one of the most familiar songs in the entire world. You hear it in Italian restaurants everywhere, everywhere you go. There used to be a restaurant here in, in, in New Orleans, in the French Quarter. It was called Spunto, S-P-U-N-T-O. It was where Emerald's Nola is now. It, was, it didn't last for very long. Spunto didn't. Uh, the, the guy who owned it was uh, Chef Andrea's uh, cousin. Uh, that's that's a, a, a side note and not all that interesting, so I won't tell you any more about it. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, w- they had a routine over there at this uh, Spunto place where every half hour the staff would get ready 
to start bursting out into song, and they would start running around the dining room singing volare at top volume. <laughs> and the waiters would go around uh, the roots, uh, the, the rooms, uh, telling people, okay, look out, volare warning, volare warning, and then they'd start doing it. it was a, I always thought that was a pretty interesting uh, way of getting attention to your restaurant, but they did it for quite a while. Let's see. I have another one here. This is this is one of the real oddities. Oh wait, you have the song? Yeah, I th- is that um uh Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh Dean Martin, yeah. We, we don't have the other one? By Medunio? What's this? Let me, let me you have the spelling? Yeah, because it was, it was a huge hit in this country. The, the Italian version was. Domenico Mudugno, M-O-D-U-G-N-O. Let's see. Uh, there's, there, there's another thing that's on this same page. I wrote this stuff this morning, and I'm forgetting it already. Uh, Wazo, O-I-S-E-A-U. Wazo sans tête. What that translates into from French is birds without heads. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And this is something, if you travel around Western Europe, in particular in France... It's almost a certainty that you're going to run into some restaurant that has some variation on Wazo Santet. And what this meant was they would take, they didn't actually cut off any heads of any, uh, any birds, birds without heads. Anyway, what they would do is they would take slices of veal usually, but oftentimes other kinds of meats. And they would roll them up and shape them in such a way that it looked like some small, unidentified bird sitting on the plate. What these were, all they were, were slices of veal or beef, or sometimes they would use ground meat or sausage or a pate. And they would tie it up with a string, and it would look like a a genuine little bird sitting on your plate, except it wasn't. It was birds without heads. And uh, they're delightful, though. They, they usually are, are quite delicious. Uh, we don't have a lot of French restaurants in New Orleans, although that is changing. All of a sudden, they seem to be opening right and left. A lot of French restaurants in the area. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. <clears throat> but if you ever, especially if you ever see Oiseau Saint-Tete, S-A-N-S-T-E-T-E, don't get the idea that you're going to eat like a, a quail or a or a, uh, uh, any of those other game, little game birds. My favorite of those are baby pigeons. Uh, those are the best of all because they get really fat before they are taken out. But anyway, that's at Veal Birds. Uh, it's, it's some, that's the way it comes out if you turn it into English. Today is the birthday in 1901 of Chick Young, who was the guy who created the Blondie comic strip. Uh, the Blondie comic strip is really more about her husband Dagwood than about Blondie. Dagwood 
was a, and still is. It's still in the newspaper every day. Uh, it's he's an iconic chowhound. He doesn't seem to be an ounce overweight. He's skinny, in fact, in the cartoon. But all he does is eat, and when he eats, he doesn't just eat a quick little salad or something. He has a huge pile of food, and he has these uh, sandwiches that look, would make poor boys or muffalettas look like nothing. And he, he, he was famous for that, and it still goes on. He also is pretty good about sleeping, uh, taking a nap anytime he feels like it. His boss really hates that. And uh, let's see, what else about uh, Dagwood do we want to know? Oh, yeah, there, uh, there was uh, a restaurant here that was called Dagwood's for a while. It was on um, uh, just off, Car- well, it was on Carrollton Avenue at the corner of Cleveland, if I remember. That's just like one or two blocks off of Canal Street, about two blocks from Jesuit High School. And uh, what they had there were sandwiches that were Basically, deli sandwiches. So that made them kind of unusual. We didn't. We've never had a lot of deli action in New Orleans, particularly. But over there, the guys that ran this place, they were doing a whole bunch of sandwiches, and they were naming each one of them after one of the characters in the Blondie comic strip. And they did that for quite a while. The the one I liked the best was Elmer, but there wasn't even an Elmer in uh, in that. It, there was an Elmo, but not an Elmer. Uh, and uh, it was kind of like a a, a, uh, a, a uh, oh it starts with an R a, a Reuben sandwich. It was a lot like a Reuben sandwich. It had sauerkraut in it. It had cheese. It had uh, what else was I want to say turkey, but I don't think that was it. Anyway, th- this was a, a pretty good sandwich, and they would heat it up. This was the first restaurant I ever saw a microwave oven in. As a matter of fact, it was the first microwave oven I'd ever seen. This would have been in the 1970s. And all of a sudden, one day, they covered up all of their signs and everything, and it looked like they were closed, but they were not. The people who owned the trademark on Blondie and Dagwood and all that, they came in and they said, you can't use all of that for free. And they said, here's what we want. And it was a, it was a pretty good-sized piece of money. It was normal for the time. And uh, they the, the restaurant stopped being Dagwoods, and it started becoming Dogwoods. That's what they changed it to. And uh, they got away with that, I think. But it was an interesting chapter. The, guys, uh, the guy who ran it actually was from Chicago, and he was... Uh, very much a, a restaurant and food kind of guy, and I used to talk to him every now and then when I'd go in there and have one of his sandwiches. Anyway, uh, anybody remember that place? Dogwoods, and before that it was Dagwoods. We'll come back with more of the Food Show after first, if you will. This. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and it's fun to be here with you every day talking about eating, and I hope you do. I hope you're getting enough eating done. And over here on our yellow phone is... Uh, Ben. Ben, welcome. Hey. Hi there. Uh, You may have given this answer before, your opinion, uh, but I I may have heard and forgot it. But what what do you think has, in your opinion, um, a very good muffalata? And please do not say central grocery, because (laughs) I don't think they toast toast their buns. I think a a muffalata... Huh? Well, uh, they don't do, they don't toast them at all, and but they yeah, they yeah. are one of two 
people who are uh, given credit for inventing the, the sandwich. It didn't come from Italy. Nobody in Italy knows what it is. I've been there uh, a number of times, yeah. and especially when I'm in Sicily. I always ask around, and I say, where can I get a muffaletta? Nobody knows what it is. They have never heard of it before. So, uh, yeah. But uh, they don't heat them up over there either. And about, I'm going to say about 95% of the people like it heated. I'm not one of them. I like them at room temperature. So uh, I'll be, what I have to say will be colored a little bit by that. But I, I, I'd say my, my favorite muffaletta these days is uh, actually over at Martin Wine Cellar, believe it or not. Oh. Uh, they, they do okay. a great job with it over there. Also, uh, Vincent's, he'll do one for you. Uh, there's two of them. Oh, One's good. in Metairie. One of them is uh, on St. Charles Avenue. And let's see, who else? Uh, uh, on the This is on the North Shore, but it's on my mind. It's a, a, a Pontchartrain Poor Boys. They, they make a good one. And also, uh, uh, the one I'm forgetting, uh, I don't know why, uh, Paran's Poor Boys. I think they do a real nice muffaletta. You know what the, the important thing to me is is uh, <clears throat> that they slice the meats very thinly, because if it's thick, right. it doesn't right. it it's hard to eat and it's hard to to get it down. But right. um, I don't know. You've opened up an interesting question. Why don't we put this out and see if anybody has some other ideas? And... Well, uh, come back in has a real good one, and yeah. believe it or not, believe it or not, I found an excellent one at Canner Seafood. Where? Kenner Seafood. Care Loyola. Seafood? Oh, Kenner Seafood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know they're famous for seafood, but I, I got a muffalata there a couple of times, and it was, well, it was excellent. And, and it's unusual to get a good muffalata at a, from a, a seafood restaurant. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I, I didn't uh, I didn't mention Chet one. I, I'm glad to know that. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of them out there. Uh, just uh, look around. And you can always make it yourself. You know, you know who else makes good muffalettas is, is is some, but not all supermarkets. You know, a lot of supermarkets have such a sandwich operation uh, that they uh, they're as good as anybody, and they slice the meats themselves right there in their uh, in their in their room. So that'd be a good one. Good, good, good. Okay. Uh, do you do you know when um, McAllister's Deli is going to open up? Who? On that veterans look. McAllister's Deli supposed to. Coming to well, where McAllister's, was yeah. On veterans, do you know when they're coming in? No, and I'm not excited to uh, hear it either. <laughs> it's a chain; yeah, it's a I'm, national chain, and they. Uh, yeah, I don't I'm, know, not, I'm not a I'm not a McAllister's deli yeah. fan either, but I saw the sign up that that's where they're moving into O Henry's. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I never thought too much of Hen- O Henry's either. So. Oh, oh I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for your right. opinion. Thank, Thank you. Me. See ya. It's the okay. food show. Anybody have any other ideas about muffalettas? What's your favorite muffaletta place? We don't talk about that often enough. That is, that sandwich is pretty close to being uniquely the property of New Orleans. You don't see it anywhere else with one exception in, in uh, Chicago. You go to Chicago especially in some of the ethnic neighborhoods and some of the uh, much residential but not top, top end, uh, you'll see muffalettas being sold by sandwich shops. 
And they do it pretty much exactly right. Uh, they, they really do. They've taken a, a liking to it. But muffalettas are the kind of thing that they would like in Chicago. Chicago is a great eating town if you've never been there before and it comes up for you to go there. Uh, it lengthen your visit a little bit, hit a few of the major restaurants, and also uh, get as much as you possibly can out of two things. One of them is the, uh, is the great number of uh, theater operations that are in there. There's always something on the stage, and it's always very good. And the other one is their, their uh, museums. Their museums are, are hard to top. Uh, New Yorker, New York, maybe. Chicago. I love Chicago. There's always songs about Chicago. And right about now, uh, the, the time is 44444. Bing, right there. Did you hear that? And did you feel your life change? And here is Greg on the blue phone. Greg? <clears throat> I say Greg. Hey, Tom, can you hear me? Yes. Hi there. Come on in. Hey, did you mention uh, Norjo for Muffalettas? Norjo's? Uh, no, that's a good, you know, I forgot about that one. That's probably the best one of all. Thank you for reminding I was me. I going to say, yeah, that's definitely my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Nor, Nor Joe's, for those who don't know, this is it's it's a little hidden, but not too bad. It's just off Metairie Road where the railroad tracks cross. You, you know, there's a railroad that crosses uh, Metairie Road. And if you go coming from uh, from town, you go up the slope for the for the railroad track. And, and just as you're coming down, you take a hard right and you go in about a half a block and you'll see it. And they make wonderful yeah. mufflettas there. Really good one. Always That's all do. I wanted to say today. All right. Well, thank you very much. See ya. That gives me room to bring up something about that railroad track. I was thinking about it today. There's a spot where it crosses over the uh, I-10. And I remember telling my son once that uh, the trains that ride on that train track go all the way to the West Coast. They go all the way to Los Angeles. And uh, they also go, uh, uh, and there are two trains, two passenger trains that go that way. One of them is, is the Sunset Limited. That takes you to, uh, to uh, uh, L.A. And then the other one is the City of New Orleans. That's a real train, in case you uh, have heard the, the song, but you've never uh, seen the train or knew anything about it. It's a real train. It runs on what used to be the Illinois Central Railroad, and it goes all the way from here to Chicago. It has sleeper cars in it. It has a dining room. You can get on board. It's just great. Everybody ought to take a trip on a train at some point in their lives. It's not for everybody. I can tell you that my wife and my daughter hate it with a, a heated passion. And <clears throat> they, uh, they say, if you want to take a train trip, go take your stupid train trip. But that's it. We did it a couple of times uh, on, you know, the, the take a train, I mean. And a uh, great place to go. And then just to fill the other side of this, uh, as you're passing the the, uh, the cemeteries that are right before you get to that crossing of the I-10 of the railroad tracks, if, if you look, there's a, a line that sort of curves off to the, to the uh, right. And what that does is carry the, the crescent. That's the, that's the train that runs from New Orleans to uh, w, uh, to uh, Washington, D.C., 
and then onward to Chicago. I'm sorry, onward to uh, New York City, uh, the Crescent. That might be the best train operating out of New Orleans is the Crescent. It has a, quite a tradition. It used to be on the uh, Southern Railway, which did not become an Amtrak train when everything else did. They, they kept on doing it independently because they wanted to keep their standards high. That was at a time when nobody gave a damn about trains anymore for, tr for riding them anyway. I have always liked them, but uh, that's my own eccentricity. Our, and if you want some electricity, come on and call us over here and we'll send you some. This is the Food Show, 260-6368. 260-6368. There was some, one other thing I wanted to, to mention to you, and I forgot what it was. If you, uh, but tell me about your muffaletta. Where, where's your favorite place for muffalettas? What do you like on a muffaletta? Here's, to me, the classic setup. A lot of places don't do uh, uh, that that uh, variety of cold cut that has a name that's it's, it's a reference to the monks that used to make it. And you have uh, salami. It's Genoa salami, which is big and uh, it has a pretty good bit of fat in it, but it's also on the hard side, which makes it uh, that's what gives it its special touch. And then, of course, you have ham. And here in New Orleans, we have a ham that is specifically made for that. It's uh, the Chassasi ham. It's named for the Chassasi Company, which has been making all of this stuff since the 1880s. How do you like that? It's a local company doing a great product. You see, this is you go to other cities, you don't find that. Here we have it everywhere we look. It's so good to live in a city like this. It's just the best. So uh, anyway, that's the meat side of it. And then you have mozzarella cheese. You have, uh, you have uh, no cheddar cheese. That, that, I've, I've had a muffaletta made with cheddar cheese. It was over at the old uh, United Bakery. That was at the other end of the same block as uh, the Central Grocery was on. And uh, they made a variation on a muffaletta that used uh, uh, Swiss cheese. That's always in there. Mozzarella cheese. And oftentimes there's a third one, the provolone is the classic. But these guys were using cheddar, and it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. We had them come on the show one day and, and pass them around. Speaking of coming on the show, uh, I think tomorrow we may have a visit from Chef Jean-Luc Albin, who has been a chef around New Orleans, uh, he, uh, very French, uh, at the highest levels, and since the 1970s and maybe even the 60s. He, I know he was the uh, executive chef at the Roosevelt Hotel for a long time. Really knows his stuff. Hey, he went on his own, and he opened up uh, Maurice's French Bakery in Metairie. And in the last few years, he has been developing these very unusual and unbelievably delicious king cakes. They don't some of them don't look like king cakes at all. But once you dive into it, you realize, you know, this could pass for a king cake. And it's certainly better than a king cake. Most king cakes are really dry, I think, don't you? Or do you? Anyway, what you, we, we, I, I hate to talk about uh, king cakes because everybody on all the radio stations talks about king cakes this time of year. The official season for that began last week. So uh, we're just getting started with it. Uh, I had a taste of one 
king cake so far, and uh, I didn't like it. So uh, I'm still looking for that. But I hear that Chef John Luke is coming over here next week, and he's bringing a lot of his really unusual king cakes as well as the regular ones, too. He makes those as well. And then there's another kind of king cake that is very common in Europe, in Germany and in uh, Belgium and in France. Uh, and, and it is interesting in that it is made with almond paste or almond, uh, there's another name for it. I never remember what it is, but it, it's, it comes, it looks like a cheesecake, but it doesn't taste like a cheesecake. It tastes like, it's hard to explain, but it's, it, it is genuinely the kind of king cake that is found in Europe and Europe has the whole tradition of king cakes just like we do. It's exactly the same celebration, and uh, but they just make a different kind of king cake for it. So if you see any of these, if a Mar Maurice's French Bakery, they always have them. You can just walk in and buy one, one of those uh, French or European king cakes. They're really good. And they come with the, the little baby and everything, you know. 260-6368 is our telephone number. Uh, it's today's birthday for somebody. It's uh, uh, Mark over at Natini's, Natini's on the North Shore. Uh, he is the guy who uh, is probably the poster child for moving a restaurant from a uh, hurricane-ravaged place to a place where it reopened and, and started flourishing again. It was in Chalmette. It, was, it had the same name, Natini's, N-apostrophe-T-I-N-I-apostrophe-S, Natini's. Um, and uh, they had a little place in Chalmette. It actually wasn't all that little, it, and it was a pretty ambitious restaurant. They had uh, a, a pretty good food. I remember going there a couple of times, and then the hurricane hit. And as you know, in St. Bernard Parish, there was only one house that was left standing such that it could be lived in after the hurricane, and it was a long time before Chalmette and St. Bernard Parish came back from, from the dead. But once they did, a lot of them said, you know, it's just not viable to move, to move back home because there's nobody here and nobody to work, nobody to, to buy the product. So... Um, so all the restaurants and just about everything else shut down. And some of them, including one whole large high school, moved uh, to the North Shore. That's, it seemed to be a good match. You know, people who had been in uh, St. Bernard Parish, they, they found that being on the North Shore was very similar. So Chalmette North, that's right. Um, did you, by the way, have you heard that they're thinking about changing the name of Kenner? To Shalmetri? Really? No. I, well, I don't know if it's really or not, but it's... I, I played I it would, for a laugh. I wouldn't tell that to anybody in Kenner right there. Oh, I know. I'm, I, I, I'm a, a graduate of Kenner, so it, it, it's... So you were a Canarian. A Canarian, yeah. So anyhow, uh, uh, the um, Natinis, uh, they, after the hurricane, they moved. They moved to the North Shore. They took over a location that had been quite a few restaurants over the years. Some of them were very good. It was a spinoff from Dakota. 
the restaurant Dakota, and uh, we went there quite a lot. It was a casual. Uh, Dakota is a first-class dining room, five stars. Uh, this uh, the place they had was one called Creole is how they pronounced it, and it was you know local food, but it was more everyday. And they did real well with it. But uh, then they, for some reason they they closed it down, and there was a restaurant in there called Rockefellers. Uh, that was more a steakhouse than anything, and they were not uh, really doing all that well. So uh, Mark uh, bought the place, and he kept it, the the, uh, Rockefeller, for a while, but then he changed it to Natini's, and it it took off and did pretty well, and uh, and it's still doing very well. And Chef Duke Le Cicero of Cafe Giovanni, he is running the kitchen these days, really the whole restaurant, because uh, Mark, he's uh, I, uh, a real nice guy, very, uh, very good owner for a restaurant. He, he gets the picture, but uh, he's, he's more into real estate than he is into the restaurant business because it's uh, restaurant business is very, very, very time-consuming, and he likes doing real estate. So anyway, nice, good, uh, nice guy. Anyway, his, it's his birthday today. Do 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 two six zero six three six eight Ben Fatty. Uh, that's his name. That's his last name. Mark Ben Fatty. Nice guy. I mean, it's a funny name, but he's. You meet him, uh, and uh, you know, thirty seconds later, you you love the guy. He's he's always smiling. It has has a good uh, view of the world. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We're screeching into the end of it. We don't have much of a load of stuff to, to unload, but uh, there you go. Uh, 2606368. Wait, I've got a couple other little odds and ends here. Uh, one of them is that we are continuing the series of broadcasts that we have done for two months now at the Roosevelt Hotel. That's coming up. Uh, it, we, they have given me the date. It is going to be on the 31st of the month, of this month. And we're going to do it at the the uh, uh, the Fountain Lounge. This is the 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 main gourmet restaurant of the Roosevelt Hotel. We were there last month, and we had a nice time. They were they had a full house that night. I don't think many of them were our people, but I don't care who it is. They're all good people to me. So uh, put that on your calendar. We're going to do a special menu there. It's going to be like an Eat Club menu. I don't know what that menu is going to be or how much it costs or any of that. But we have enough time to uh, get this all put together. It's going to be at the Roosevelt Hotel. Last time we were there, we had live music, two different groups. And uh, it was really a a great dinner. And we're going to broadcast live from there, too. They are celebrating their 125th anniversary, the Roosevelt is. And so is the Big 870 WWL. So... Here we are. There's uh, plenty going on, and we grab as much of it as we can. Well, thank you for listening today. For those of you who uh, listened the whole show and didn't call, thank you. Thank you for uh, being there and for listening. That's all I can really ask of you. Some One of these days you're going to call me up, though, and you'll see what a nice guy I am, and, and then you'll call me often. I wish you would. We'll uh, come back tomorrow with more of the food show. Now I'm going to think about what I'm having for dinner tonight. I don't think I will have the benefit of the company of the two 
ladies in my life, my wife and my daughter, so I'm just going to drift around as I always do.